Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I'm going to be finishing up my part three of the series of how to prepare for competition with the final piece, which is how to cope with being adjudicated your score, what to do after competition, and how to handle the whole process. So if you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, the first one being on what to do um, to prepare before you go to the competition and during your rehearsals and stage part two, which really focuses on how to conduct yourself at the competition and what to do while you're getting ready, as well as things to definitely take care of during your performance on stage. Those two episodes you'll probably want to listen to prior. But in this episode, it's really going to be touching on a lot of different aspects, dealing with a variety of emotions that could come up, how to take the most from your competitions experience and make it as positive as possible, especially in an environment that is so subjective and that can be really, really hard to thrive in, but it can also be such an incredible ground to grow from in regards to growing as a performer and really learning a lot about yourself, collaborating with other people, and being able to take constructive criticism in a really positive way so that it's something that's able to add a lot on the whole to your training. So when it comes to placement, this is oftentimes you've been at a competition, you did your routine, you may have changed out of your costume, gone to your warm-ups, etc., and gone through the process of reviewing your photos, your tapes, watching a few other friends, and you're ready to get on stage and receive your awards. The best advice I can give you is to change out of your costume or if you want to change back into your costume to be adjudicated, that's fine too. But I typically tell my dancers to wear your costume literally only as much as you need to because you don't want to be losing rhinestones or oftentimes there's sometimes like food and other like makeup that can tend to potentially get your costume dirty. I always suggest to my dancers that they take off their costume, they get into warm-ups, something that has studio signage on it. It will represent the studio and you can definitely look really organized and presentable. Maybe you want to change out of a particular hairstyle that you had and style it a different way. But it is really important to remember that oftentimes parents and studios like to take pictures during or after awards. And if you get called up for overalls, most of the competitions will take pictures. So you are still more than likely going to be photographed. So you do want to look presentable and probably not take off like all of your makeup or like all of your accessories. That really is a personal decision. But do know that you're still going to want to look presentable throughout the remainder of the time we're actually at the competition. Now, when you go up to accept your award, you want to be paying attention to what category you're in and be listening for your name or your number of the routine and the the award that you would have received and make sure you get the correct award before you sit down from whoever's handing them out. Now, when you hear what award you received, hopefully it's a good response. But even if it's not what you want, you know, because I've been in those situations too, where either it's somebody else or one of my students, or when I was growing up, there might be someone who scored particularly lower than everyone else, or they just didn't have a great day. If you're around other dancers that might have even like screwed up, or maybe you screwed up during your routine, and it wasn't the best experience, Experience and you messed up something that might have been totally something that you never would have messed up on, 
do your best to be encouraging towards them and be like, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Like, it's totally fine. You'll work on it and you'll improve it another time. Do your best to be uplifting because oftentimes when you're in those situations and you're going through it on stage and you're like, wow, everybody else scored higher than me. I'm the only person that got this. And, you know, it can be really heavy to take that on because you feel like the worst one. I think it's always really important to remember that everybody's at different stages in their training and their personal growth and their routine just might be something that's really challenging for them that particular year. They might be going through external life circumstances that are really challenging for them. So it's just really important to be as compassionate as possible to yourself and those around you. And when you're at a studio or you're on a high school team, it is a team effort to compete and you want to be uplifting the people around you, not being like, oh, whatever, like I'm just not going to say anything to her because you don't know in another competition that could be you in that situation and how would you want somebody to treat you. It doesn't have to be like super grand gestures, but sometimes even just little things can make a big difference to just let somebody know that they're not alone or whatever they're feeling is totally okay and that they don't need to feel bad about their performance and that they should really, really be proud of the fact they worked hard to do their best. They got out on stage, performed the best that they could at that point for today, and that they don't need to compare themselves to anybody else and that they can always do a better job next time to take all the other factors into account, just not to be so hard on themselves. You want to be that type of a teammate because... That's just a really supportive way to be. And if you are personally experiencing it and maybe you don't have anybody around you who's consoling you, that can feel really heavy too. So I would just do your best to remind yourself that in the large scheme of things, in the large scheme of your life, this is just one experience. And the best thing you can do is just take the lessons away from it that are going to help you be the best performer possible. And sometimes that means dealing with not getting what you wanted, not getting maybe the award that you wanted or not really performing the way that you wanted to. Because the truth of the matter is in life, there are certain circumstances that as much as you prepare for things, sometimes it's going to go sideways ways or you know the wind's gonna blow you in a different direction and you want to do it as much as possible and make sure you're working with coaches that are able to prepare you for those types of situations but all I can say is it's important to be aware that things are not always going to go your way you know you're not always going to get platinum first place overall win the scholarship get the crown get the title you know there are a lot of other girls and and you know, male performers as well that are working really hard to get those same awards. And although there is really room for everybody to enjoy dance and competition, there are select few that are able to make those top positions. And it doesn't mean that it's never going to be your time. And it doesn't always mean that that's necessarily the goal. There's so many people that don't even go on to dance professionally or work in the entertainment industry in any aspect that learn so much from being able to get out on stage, put themselves out there, the discipline that it takes. I mean, there's so much that dance teaches you that has a lot to do with different life skills. And when you are a competitive dancer and you put yourself through that whole <laughs> ring of uh, training, emotions, and, you know, the physical physical, mental stress that goes into it, it's a whole different layer of stress that can be added to the situation, but it also brings in a lot of different lessons that can be learned. As long as you're learning from everything and doing what you can to grow from each experience, that's really what's going to be so important. Another thing, when you do go up to receive your awards, always say thank you. Make sure you know your choreographer's first and last name and address them as miss, missus, or mister, or whatever they would like to be addressed as. Make sure you know who choreographed your piece and how to pronounce their name correctly. That way you can really 
pay credit where it's due and acknowledge the art that was put on you and what it helped you achieve. Another thing you definitely want to do is be humble. This really comes into play with the other performers around you. I've definitely, when I was growing up, there were, I don't know, a couple girls that were on my team. It was nothing really like serious, but there would be like subtle drags, subtle digs, subtle like throwing shade here and there of being like, oh, I did better than you or whatever. And I just remember it being just so ugly. For me, I really did my best to be the type of performer that was cheering everybody on. I always wanted everyone to do their best because you know how hard it is to be able to get out on stage and how hard people train and I never really felt like someone else winning meant I lost because I could gain the experience from every single competition on growing personally even if in comparison to other girls it wasn't that growth that's not something that I really allowed myself to go too deep into to the point where it was causing me stress keeping me up at night and affecting my training at the same time, I think my mom kind of helped with that and just really helping to keep me focused on, you know, getting better every time. If I did have an emotional reaction to a competition or was being really hard on myself, the best thing I think that she would do is she wouldn't feed it. She would just kind of let me feel whatever I needed to feel, vent, to let it out, and just be express how proud she was of me and acknowledge maybe some things that I could work on if she agreed with that. But for the most part, I feel like a parent's role in a dancer's life is really to be as positive and supportive as possible. Leave the critiquing to the instructors and the choreographers. That's really going to help you have the best relationship with your dancer. I think a lot of parents feel like they need to be the ones to tell their kids what to do. And if they don't, then they're, you know, that's where the whole stage parent thing kind of comes in. It's just the best thing you can do is really support your kids in the way that they need to be supported. Don't try to like force a cart sideways. They're going to have the best growth when you're just, they know that you're in the audience or um, if you even can't be there, that you are cheering them on to do their best and that they will receive that love from you rather than a lot of criticism and stuff. And I get it. It's like you're paying the bills and you want them to be making use of it, but they're going to have the best experience with performing as a whole when they know that they have your unconditional love and support. So whatever place you need to get to within yourself to be able to offer that and kind of let the instructors and choreographers do their job, I really, really highly, highly recommend that. And if you don't feel like the instructors or choreographers or teachers that your kids are working with are the best, you know, I always encourage people to look out and, and check out different studios. I trained at, you know, one main studio growing up, but I did train at different studios growing up as well, even though I had a home studio and worked with different choreographers and went to conventions and learned from a lot of different people because the more exposure you get and the more diversity you add into your training, it's only going to make you a stronger performer. So that's definitely something important to keep in mind. It also keeps you really humble when you realize there are so many other dancers and people out there that are working so hard to move advancements forward within the entertainment and dance realm. It is so humbling. I'm definitely really grateful to have been able to experience all that I have within my profession. Growing up, it's taught me a lot of lessons about life. It's taught me a lot about myself, other people, and it's connected me to some really, really incredible people in my life. The longer you stay in any particular industry, especially a dance 
industry, you realize how small of a community it is. I mean, it's a big community, but everybody kind of eventually gets to the point where they know who you are and what you have to offer and they know other people that know you. Just the network can be really, really tight. You want to not have a type of reputation of being somebody who's not grateful. And one of the things that you can do is just make sure you're really thankful to all of your instructors and teachers and studio owners, as well as your parents and other fellow classmates for their support. When you go into these spaces, it takes a lot to make it happen from the organizing of the competition itself, from the planning, from all of the rehearsal, the work that your parents can do in order to allow you to even be able to afford going to dance classes. So to come away from a dance competition and be super bummed out and make it a worse and negative experience than it really needs to be and getting really dramatic of like, I didn't win this and I didn't get this result and I screwed up. It's like when you act like that, it's really you're not seeing the whole picture of what the competition has to offer you. You're being allowed an opportunity where you have an opportunity to carry yourself through what can be a very stressful situation with a lot of grace. And there's growth in itself that comes from that that can really impact you as an individual for the rest of your life because whether you go into the business industry or what what have you, you may have to travel, you may need to prepare a presentation, you may need to network with other people, learn from others, and you may need to, you may be judged in some other way in a different aspect in your life later on. And these are skills that you can take with you for the rest of your life and learn something from that. Be grateful to everyone who helps you get along because whether it's your friend's parent or or a different parent at the studio who doesn't even know you that's helping you put bobby pins in your hair or handle a quick change backstage like everybody is helping to make the performance happen for me i know that i was always really taught to thank the stage crew people who handle sound and lighting stage direction all of that makes a huge difference in the whole overall production of whether it's a rehearsal a recital a major performance, a competition, something that's being televised. It's always really important to express your gratitude to the people that help make it all happen because it's not just the star on stage that makes the whole thing happen. Like there's a lot of people behind the scenes. So make sure that you take a moment to have gratitude for that. I think when you do that, it really makes the award itself seem so small and you see the bigger picture that there's so much that you can learn from putting yourself in these situations and grow in your character and your integrity and your attention to detail throughout all these different, maybe easily to overlook processes or easier to overlook processes in your life and use that as a way to practice these things. Even if you don't get what you want, I think it's really important to celebrate the success of other people. This has happened to me so many times like in my life as well where I might be going through a really difficult time or might have gone through a really difficult time where there are certain challenges and situations I'm dealing with in my life, but I really still want to cheer other people on. And I think fostering that type of mentality is really important, whether you're in a competitive dance realm or you're in life. You're going to see other people in life have certain successes that are different than your own, especially just using social media as an example. You might see like, oh, this person has this going on in their life or that going on and I don't, or my life is going 
going down this path and theirs is going down theirs. And if you allow it, it is like a muscle that you exercise. You can get resentful about things and be like, why isn't this happening for me? And why didn't I get this? And blah, blah, blah. Listen, (laughs) everybody's on their different path. And it's way, way better to like join in and share that happiness with somebody when things are going well versus let it affect you to the point where you can't even be happy. Like a way that you can have and experience a fragment of that happiness is by being happy with that person for their success. Because for most people, they didn't just like drop out of the sky, like knowing everything that they know, and it just happened so easily for them. There's probably a lot of hard work and a lot of things that went on behind the scenes as well for them that they had to put that effort in to make that all happen. So be happy for them. You know, it feels a lot better to be happy for people that really worked towards something and deserved it. And maybe there might be a part of you that is like, no, it was unfair. And, you know, maybe you're like, I deserved that and it was rigged. I've definitely been in those situations as well. And it's it's a tough pill to swallow for sure when you know that stuff has been rigged a certain way for another person's favor and there's political reasons behind those decisions. I've been in that position and it sucks. And in the moment, it's really difficult to accept because you're like, wow, I worked so hard and I got the shaft because this other person has these ties and connections and it's a political thing and things like that can happen in life too. Like these are facts. And the more you're able to deal with it and be like, okay, if this situation is not what's turning up for me, there's a variety of different ways that you can handle that. Like you can dispute it if you really want to take it to that extent. Or there's an opportunity to do a mix of both when it comes to moving on and addressing the issue. I think from an internal perspective, it's fine for you to see things for what it is, but not necessarily need to communicate that to anybody. Or maybe there might be certain details of the situation that you do feel the need to communicate to somebody and there might be other things that you want to keep to yourself. At the end of the day, just know that unfortunately things like that can happen and there are certain political alignments within certain industries where people will receive favor and it's not going to be as maybe difficult of a process for somebody to achieve things. But at the same time, there might be other work that they've done ahead of time and other things that no one else has seen that they've done to achieve those results. And that kind of borderline on having good integrity and having ethics that really support whatever industry that you're working in as well. If a competition favors a particular studio because a lot of those judges work at that studio, choreograph on those students and have emotional deeper connections with those students than maybe another random studio when you're at a national competition, then there is going to be a bit of a sense of like a rigging. But I think over the years, there are some competitions that have gone through certain processes to make sure that there is a fairness, that there's enough for everybody to get acknowledged and go around. If some person wins a title one year, then there's a certain amount of time that they're not able to win that same type of award so that another studio can receive it and receive recognition because it is really, really challenging to come back to a competition year after year and feel defeated and not feel acknowledged and to feel like you worked so hard, 
especially when it comes to nationals at the end of the year, because then you're kind of nearing the end where there's not another competition down the line that you're going to be competing these pieces and you've gone through so much refinement and you've gone through so much stress, so much blood, sweat, tears, potentially like injuries with the people that you've been working with throughout the whole year and you really are working so hard towards that end result and not everybody's going to win first place. Like that's just how it is. And to be able to cope with that takes a lot of strength and to be able to be happy for the other people who do achieve it is a huge sign of not only professionalism, but really maturity. And I have to say, as I've gotten older and been in the industry longer, one of the key things that comes to me is like the Capizio Ace Awards I was able to experience a few years back. And there are a lot of adult performers in there. There are dancers that have been dancing their whole life and they are competing for cash prize and a certain degree of notoriety and what that kind of offers their resume and their ability to work with certain people or have funding to start their own company or supplement their company. And, you know, you can see that it's not <laughs> the same experience. When you're looking at kids, maybe when they're like seven, eight years old, there might be some kids that get a little bit more emotional about their scoring, but the dancers, as they get older, I, the more collaboration and the more camaraderie there is, the better the experience is. There's not that cattiness or as much of it. I'm not saying it's completely not there. That would be way too much of a stretch to say that there's nothing there, but the ability to be able to cheer people on is something that I think is really, you realize that that's not what it's all about. Even taking the experiences we're getting into award season for the entertainment industry when it comes to Oscars, Grammys. You see the other artists there that maybe they get nominated, but they don't win the award. It's better to be the person that's on looking and cheering the person on than being sitting grumpy in the audience and be super sour about it. Because at the end of the day, you are able to achieve something. You get to do what you love. There are so many positives to it and hopefully the positives outweigh the negatives. So try to take that perspective and be grateful to the people that help you achieve whatever success you're able to achieve. Be willing to take the constructive criticism from the judges once you get back into the studio and really reflect on your experience after you leave and be like, what did I learn from this? What did I think it was interesting? What challenges did I face? What could I have done better? As emotional as the whole process can be, you want to take the criticism that you receive from your judges and kind of get back to that first step of getting back into the studio. Whether you've completed your training for the year and you just finished nationals or you just went out for your first competition, there can be different things that you notice in your performance prior to going on stage or even being on stage that you can improve upon. I know for some of my students that I've most recently worked with, they talked about having a really solid warm up and like they felt really good about all their turns before and all their tricks and everything that they were warming up prior to going on stage. But when you go into the arena whether you're at a high school competition it's usually in a gym room which that's a lot of space to fill but also being in theaters or convention spaces that can be a lot of space to fill as well so you have to know like when you're in a studio obviously that's a smaller space that you're working in when you're performing on a stage and you might have thousands of people in the audience it's not uncommon depending on what type of competition you're going to you have to be able to perform so full out and be able to not let that overwhelm you to the point where you're shaking in your boots. So the best advice that I can give my dancers is to like take a look at the competition floor, like know where you're going to be going. Um, if you've never been in that space before, just even get into the mindset where 
you know your stuff so good through and through and you've done all the mental preparation that it's like you are able to go out there regardless of whatever the situation is own it and do it full out to the best of your ability each and every time when those situations come up it doesn't really affect you as much but if you do notice that you're going into patterns where you're getting kind of like nervous and shaky or like losing your concentration or you're maybe watching the performer ahead of you that's performing before you go out maybe don't look at them maybe you just look at the floor you like keep your eyes off stage or you pick a point of focus or you just like stare at the curtain and you don't watch the person going ahead of you because that can get in your head like it can affect your performance so you want to do whatever you can to stay focused on your performance up until the last second before you go on stage and then when you're on stage turn it on stay in your zone and accomplish everything that you have been working on in your rehearsals in your preparation to do your absolute best and know that that's your time to shine that's your time to show everything that you worked on behind the scenes and really really live in that moment enjoy the moment do all the preparations ahead of time that way you can really enjoy the experience remember that a part of receiving the results it can be really frustrating and I think even looking back on your performance it can be really kind of you can almost feel like embarrassed about oh I messed all this up and it can be really difficult to not overlook all the positives and only see the negatives because as dancers and in life oftentimes we receive a lot of criticism and sometimes it's difficult to remember that (laughs) regardless at the end of the day you are enough as a human being we all have areas in our life upon which we can improve but don't let that keep you back from being like okay I didn't do this to the best of my ability what can I do better next time And just not have so much of a like, I'm a terrible person and I'm worse than this person. And like this whole negative spiral of emotions that like really doesn't even need to happen. Like throwing a fit and like crying and whatever, like whatever you need to do, let it out. Right. But like, you know, at the same time, is it really going to serve you to, to do that action? Can you take it and be a little bit more objective about things? Because in such a a subjective environment, which performing arts is, there's not like clear set point scales as far as like what validates this happening and that happening. Whereas if you look at some other sports, which dance and especially competitive dance is a sport. And I really don't care what anyone else says about that. It is definitely a sport. It is very athletic and it takes a lot of sportsmanship to get through the whole competition circuit. You know, you might experience things that are really challenging when it comes to your ego, realizing that you're not only something to be critiqued. Like at the end of the day, you are a human being and you're advancing your skills in other areas, but that's not all that you are. So don't judge yourself as being only you know, whatever the sum of the critiques that you're given, because there's so much more. And I feel like that's really where affirming yourself and your self-worth in the beginning of the day, throughout the day, throughout your life is so important. Because if you go on stage as a a performer and you're seeking the validation of others, that's not the way to go on stage and perform. You want to go on stage being feeling good in your skin, knowing who you are, knowing what you're there to do and being like, this is who I am. I accept myself and I am going to go on stage and share this with you and be open to my growth and how I can improve and 
own it and be grateful for the experience. I think at the end of the day, that is a sign of a strong performer. It takes years to refine that, but the more you affirm it to yourself and practice habits that foster that type of confidence within you, the better your experience is going to be over the time, the more you're going to grow and the less personal you're going to take things, the less emotional it's going to be. It's just going to overall be a much better experience. You know, just remember it is definitely a really difficult thing to score high. It takes a lot of work. I know I've had several of my students get perfect scores at competitions. It's rare, but it does happen. And it's usually a really good synchronicity between the performer, the choreography, the and the choreographer, the teacher in place, which is oftentimes I am a choreographer and I am the one who is helping them prepare for the stage, but that's not always the case. Sometimes I'm setting pieces on students that I'll never see again, and um, they have other instructors that are going to help clean and refine the piece as well, and that's a part of kind of letting go of my art in some ways, um, where I don't have as much creative control over it as it transforms for a greater period of time. And that's something I think as a choreographer, as you get in the industry for a longer period of time, it's, it's a skill to be able to learn how to let that go, to trust other people and the dancers that you work with to do the best with what you give them and own your part of the responsibility of creating it and letting them have the rest as far as carrying the torch and performing it. But when you do have that great synchronicity between everything, that's where the magic can happen. Sometimes a student is having a lot of trouble with a particular piece and there are certain aspects of it that are just not clarified, they're not refined, they're not fluid, and there might be other aspects to their training, a lot of which I explained and went into in greater depth in the first episode of this series, which is really like working on stamina, flexibility, control, really like doing a lot of premeditated performance and taking care of the preparation aspect of things, not just rolling up to the competition with like not being stretched, no hair and makeup and being like, what's up y'all? Like, and then they're on stage in 20 minutes. Like that's gonna, you're gonna feel really frantic. (laughs) You know, it's the difference between having studied for a test and having not studied for it. Like, how you prioritize your time is going to affect your performance. If you're scrolling on social media for three hours rather than doing some stretching and doing some conditioning and doing some things that are actually going to help you prepare for the stage, that is your loss. And I'm not going to sugarcoat that. That is something that if you are taking that time that you could be doing something else and squandering it, you have to kind of think about it. It's like there might be another performer out there who's instead spending that time training You know, I'm not saying don't scroll social media or don't even be on there, but you have to realize if you're not getting certain results that you want and you're saying, oh, I just don't have time to stretch. I just don't have time to condition. I just don't have time to maybe squeeze in some extra cardio so that my stamina is better or, you know, review my music or go over my facial or this, that and the other. It's like, I bet you have some time that you're not using wisely, but you have to be honest with yourself about that. That way your performance can change. And this is not even just for dancers. This really goes for anybody. If you're trying to make stuff happen, I get it. I have a packed schedule myself. However, I really do put very strict time limits and boundaries on things because I know that things can get out of hand if you let them. But the benefit to putting those boundaries on your schedule is that you can allocate that time towards things that are actually going to move you forward and get you the results that you want. When you get your corrections from the judges, when you're reflecting on your competitive experience, take time to look at 
How was I conducting my energy? How well did I prepare? How well did I perform? How well did I recover? How well did I go about the whole process of receiving my award and expressing gratitude to people? And what am I going to do now to move forward, improve myself, and prep for the next time? Now, there's always going to be a next situation that's coming up. Even if you just finish nationals and recitals and you're never doing those pieces again, it doesn't mean that you're not, you stop growing as a performer. How can you take what you learn from that whole experience and apply it to your next convention experience where you have to pick up choreography really quickly and you have to really turn it on if you want to get scholarships or you want to get noticed or you want to get picked as a part of that, you know, circuit team where you might be traveling to competitions or conventions all over the U.S. and um, working with choreographers. It's always preparing you for the next step. And the thing about dance especially is that it's a year-round training situation. It's not like it has a season. You're always, always training. And I have to say now from the experience that I've had as a choreographer, as a competition judge, as an instructor, I have, because of my years as a competitive dancer, I have that trained eye to know. When I'm sitting in a judge's position and watching dancers on stage and I only have two minutes, it's a constant stream of consciousness that I'm offering critiques for the things that really matter, giving them kind of feedback on ways that they can bring out their performance even more and how they can grow as a performer because you're not on stage to show yourself you're taking on a character you're offering an experience to the audience you're making art out of your body and the music and the environment from the costuming from the makeup from the hair from the accessories from how you use the floor if there's any props involved like it's an experience that you're creating and from my perspective, having been the performer on stage, knowing what it takes and what it feels like, it helps me be able to give better critiques and it helps me to help my dancers improve through the ones that I work with at an accelerated rate, which definitely reflects in the results that I'm able to get for the dancers that I work with. But whether you move on to different phases in your life after competitive dance, whether you want to study different dance styles or you want to get into other aspects within the um, entertainment realm, maybe you want to go into set design, maybe you want to go into lighting or sound. Having all of these things in place and knowing, having knowledge of how to go into a situation humble, how to prepare for things, how to deal with unforeseen situations, how to conduct yourself, how to give a situation everything that you have when you're in the moment and how to reflect on it, even that whole process will be something that you can take with you into other areas of your life and almost think of it as like a scientific experiment. You do your preparations, you do what you're going to beforehand, there's a certain series of steps, and then there are some results, and you reflect on that, and then you go back, and it's like a whole nother experiment the next time with the different factors taken into account. So know that your routine and your dances and the things that you perform throughout the course of your life, throughout the course of a year, throughout the course of a competition, this really is for your transformation. It takes so much work to prepare for the stage, to get on stage, perform, be vulnerable, take risks during your performance that are hopefully calculated, and really perform with a lot of energy, authenticity, and strength. Take a moment to be grateful for your ability to even engage in this process. Have 
a sense of pride for like what you've been able to accomplish, even if you're not maybe the best dancer or you're not, you know, winning the top awards all the time, you still deserve to look back and be like, hey, I enjoy my experience and I'm growing and all these little details of things not exactly working out perfectly. I'm growing in the process of being able to respond to these situations rather than react to them as maturely as possible and really grow from each experience that I'm having. It is a part of your experience as a dancer, is ex- part of your experience as a human being, and it is going to be with you, you know, as this process that you're going through refines. These things you're going to be able to take the lessons you learn from these situations into so many other areas of your life. So remember to really be present and enjoy every step of the process, whether it's preparation, performing, or being on the kind of more reflective end of things once it's all happening and get back into the studio, keep practicing and get ready for the next time.